0: So how was that last workout that you went to? No, excuse me, you don't call it a workout. What do you call it? Class. Mm. How'd your body, how did your body feel?
1: Um, the first class I went to was an extra hour long of bar, which is like the first half of class, which is at the bar that you hold the whole time. Um, and it was super hard. <laughs> My legs... By like the second combination, we're just vibrating, <laughs> But yeah, it, it was good. You um, took then, what, a week off? No, I took okay. like two and a half weeks off. Oh, man. And man. the week before that, when I was still in Washington, D.C., I only took class maybe every other day because it was like a light week. We brought you on here because you were
0: this tremendous dancer. How did you? You didn't even do anything. What? You didn't even do anything. <laughs> Seth, I want to be a dancer. You don't have to do anything.
2: We, yeah, that's the whole point, yeah. You just
0: took two and a half weeks off. <laughs> My only two and, <laughs> and a half weeks, Rest the weeks whole
2: year. Rest week.
0: <laughs> Rest week. He should have been on program one point <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys are a yeah. Oh, Matt, you? you're an example of why Sage is here. Who? You. you? Oh, Sage. What's up? <laughs> Do you know Eric Wilson? A- Wilson? Eric. Eric Wilson. He came back. He's um how do you describe Eric? <laughs> Part-time. <Yeah>. <laughs> oh! <laughs> that's hard. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this is his son, Sage. Oh, cool. Eric's a good friend of mine.
1: Eric, Eric, Eric what does he look like? Kind of like me, but older. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
0: older. <laughs> Dark, no, he's got darker hair. Um, darker hair, yeah. He's always got some stubble going. Yeah. Medium build. Oh, actually, Eric might listen to this. He's tremendously yeah. built. <laughs> yeah. He's a machine.
1: Tremendous
2: Enormous ability. amount Of muscle mass
0: <laughs> Lungs for days His body comp Is <clears> off <throat> the charts We all think He's on steroids Matt you can stay here By the way and hang out I was going to do a while. On, uh, it's pretty official No Weird it, grunts And then like No actually we like that Yeah Yeah It's a rated R podcast Fine <laughs> Yeah You know No totally cool You might learn something Maybe I mean not from mm-hmm. us
2: it's
0: actually true. I might learn something from Sage.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. See about that. Yeah.
0: Hello everyone, Tony
2: and Seth. Podcast 1.5, Season 1. Back in the office, back in the back room. We haven't been relegated outside this time, although the doors are open. so. And it's beautiful out. Yep, yeah, it's gorgeous out. Um, Pioneer Valley CrossFit. This is No Rep CrossFit Podcast. The premier podcast The premier podcast. In the <laughs> the premier podcast. Um, maybe
0: breaking 30 listeners this week. Yeah, we may have, we've hit 100 listens.
2: Total, yeah. At some <laughs> point, is, this will become monetized. Yeah. And we will start receiving a check. I don't know from who or from where or where it's
0: deposited, but I think they have my direct deposit information. I'm expecting Rogue to call any minute asking to partner with us. Yeah. So. But today, we've got a special guest. We do. We have, we have Sage Wilson. Sage, say hello. Hello, everyone. Sage, Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. We're thrilled that you're here. Sage uh, is a professional dancer, and we've brought him on to talk about mobility and flexibility and what he does in that regard. Uh, Sage, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your... Um, where were you last
1: studying dance, and where are you next going to uh, continue your career? So I recently graduated from the Washington School of Ballet in D.C. Um, I've been there for three years, and um, after graduation, I am now going on to join Atlanta Ballet Cool. This summer. George Washington was a tremendous
0: dancer.
2: Yeah. Was he involved in the Washington Ballet School?
0: I think I he founded it. Yeah. I mean, it's his name's in it. So, uh, how long were you at the Washington School? Um, three years. You said that. I did, but you weren't paying attention. We'll edit that. Yeah,
2: off. no, we will not edit that part <laughs> <by that>. out.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, we wanted to talk to you about, I
0: think, mobility. Yeah. Um, General Seth, mobility, flexibility, athleticism. Yep, Seth is exactly. ahead of of me because he actually has notes, so I'm going to let him kind of tee this thing up. No, I
2: don't really have. I mean, I wrote a couple things down. One of half of what I wrote down is a thing that I want to do
0: at the end. Okay. okay, Sage, how old are you?
1: I am 18 years old.
0: Seth, oh God, when you were 18 and you were, you know, did you did you play sports? Uh, yeah, yep, you in play. high school. Um. Football, lacrosse, wrestling. What kind of, uh, do you remember your, the kind of flexibility work your teams did, stretching, that kind of thing? None. Could you touch your toes? I could touch
2: my toes. I could maybe. Okay, um, <laughs> I genuinely, honestly, I don't ever remember stretching or doing any type of mobility Good. work Good. from the <laughs> ages of 14 to 27.
0: Yeah, I think I'm about in that same. I'll tell you, I, you know, I remember like we'd like circle up, yeah, and we'd like okay, you grab your elbow, your, eyes, with your other <laughs> hand, yeah, you know, like maybe
2: little dynamic warm up or something, but never like. Sh- but it
0: was, yeah, so lame. Yeah, and then uh, in stark
2: contrast,
0: yeah. yeah, and then I saw. So it's here. It is thirty years later. We know all this more stuff about We know so much more now about fitness and athleticism mm-hmm. and flexibility and mobility and all that stuff. So I went to see uh, Colette's daughters play soccer, and sure enough, their team circled up, and they were doing the same kind of stretches that we did 30 years ago. Tried and true methods. Mm -hmm. Sage, your experience with with flexibility works slightly different. Yes. Could you describe that for us?
1: Um, Well, uh, for starters, most dancers get to um, the studio half an hour to an hour before class even starts to warm up and begin stretching. So that their bodies are ready for class. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what does that consist of? The stretching?
2: Yeah, what yeah. do you do for now? So, it's dynamic,
1: static stretching? Is it? Uh, both. So, it depends on the person. I mean, everyone kind of has their own routine and what they need to do, what um, they struggle with. You know, some people are crazy flexible and they just they don't even stretch at all before class. Like Seth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I usually start with a little warm-up. I do some yoga to open up my hamstrings because that takes a long time in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I have to do some planking to get the blood moving before I can um, start stretching. Also a lot of foam rolling before because usually you're really sore um, every morning. Um, when
0: you say planking, what does that mean? Like getting in a plank with your, on your elbows, on your head? Yeah,
1: usually I, I do um, elbow planks. I usually do a three-minute plank all uh, at once warm up yep what the hell <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, like I've done three minutes in my life <laughs> <laughs> total yeah, it yeah. Yeah, no actually my whole class usually tries to do five minutes damn yeah and that's um, what gets your blood going in the morning yeah <laughs> what gets your blood going in the morning Tony? coffee coffee yeah that too ballet Dan- dancers are heavy coffee drinkers
0: Despite oh, I think you said like, belly dancer.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. oh wait, ballet we got the wrong ballet person. Ballet dance.
2: What type of
0: dancer dance
2: are we talking about? <laughs> <of? laughs>
0: yeah. Coffee <laughs> no. uh, and hate is what <laughs> fuels me in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had lined up an exotic dancer. She yeah. couldn't make it, so we brought Sage on. <laughs> yeah. So, w-
1: so, uh, what do you do to open up the hammies? Um Usually, I just pipe position, stretch forward. Um, that I usually am in for like five. Plus minutes, um, because that takes the longest for me to warm up. Jesus. Downward dog for Wait, a long Wait, can we just, time. I want to back up. The first position you're in for five minutes? Kind of. I'm not in just static. It's more like active. Um, the biggest thing for me stretching is I don't like static stretching, because I have to use the extremes of my flexibility in my dancing so I c- it can't just be like a relaxed open position I, right. I'm always pointing and flexing my feet, bending and stretching my knees tensing my muscles to keep the blood flowing I'm never just like sitting in a position for mm-hmm. many minutes so when I say I'm in that stretch for 5 minutes I'm moving through the stretch constantly Is that painful? I, would, um, I wouldn't know <laughs> I've never, yeah, I, I wouldn't know if it's <laughs> Sometimes slightly at the beginning, but I don't really think it's painful. It's more just like moving through soreness. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's much more painful if I don't stretch before
2: class. Do you think the amount that you do stretch and like mobilize and do that type of work affects the quality of your of your dance? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Like you can tell. Someone would be able to tell if you hadn't warmed up properly.
1: Yes, my teachers would probably be like, wow, did you have a really rough day yesterday? Yeah. Or were you up late? <laughs> you yeah. know, something they would think that happened. In
2: contrast to that. that, Tony, do you, can you tell when you haven't warmed up properly for a workout? I don't work. I don't warm yeah. up. Okay. Like yesterday you rolled in 11 minutes <laughs> late and then just
0: missed the entire warm-up and jumped into the workout? I'm more upset that I missed the question at the beginning because I usually like to get a zinger in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I just... We have the warm-up built in at the beginning, right? The, right. the whatever it may be. And I just kind of take that as a, as a warm-up. But I don't understand warm-up. Honestly, I don't... It, to me, it's just wasted movement and effort. I just want to get after it. Mm-hmm. Which is my way of saying I'm lazy. Right. But you get here
2: early. I get here... Yeah, I do get here about... A half hour early Good man. most days uh, mine is I don't know if this applies to you as well you're 18 years old but mine is like a hundred percent injury prevention
1: oh no me too okay as well if I I mean that's mainly what it is if I'm not mobilized correctly you know we're pushing our joints to the limit we're jumping constantly by the end of class you know yeah. there's a lot of high impact mm-hmm. high like levels of mobility so you know we're completely open Legs high. Yeah. What's the general yeah.
2: lifespan of a, of a dancer?
1: Um, the career span, I mean, it fluctuates. Generally, men end up retiring slightly earlier than women because we're doing much more high impact because we do a lot more large jumps <laughs> than women do. Um, but I'd say average 35 to 40. Retiring, so retiring at 35. Age, yeah.
2: Does that mean, but like, full career, retirement or
1: transitioning to another career? It depends. Maybe either one. Um, some people leave ballet and go into, like, musical theater or some okay. other type of commercial dance. Some people transition to teaching. Some people leave it all together. Okay. Um, it de- really depends. Some people are crippled enough that they go right to Social Security Disability. <laughs> right. That's what, That was my thought. <laughs> so that's, yeah, short, very short. Yeah, but also if you think about it, my, like, our careers start much earlier than many people. You know, most of my friends are going into college. I'm starting my career this year, so you know, I'm right. you know maybe four or five years ahead of many people in terms of starting.
0: Let me ask this: um, you know, if you th- people talk about you know, oh, is this person a good athlete? Is that person a good athlete? When it comes to dancing, is when you look at different dancers, do do they have? have reputations or senses of, like, that person's really athletic, that person's really strong, that person's really flexible? Um,
1: Well, for the most part, once you get to a really high caliber of ballet, you know, where you're in, like, the top ranks, top companies over the country, there's a pretty high standard for flexibility and athleticism, but there definitely are different types of dancers. There are ones that are much more muscular and um, don't necessarily... Have as high of legs or as mobile hips or whatever, but generally there is a standard of flexibility and athleticism that you see. Because we all have to do the same things until it comes to rehearsals where it's like slightly different. But what does athleticism mean to you? Ooh. It's a combination of strength flexibility and extreme coordination because mm-hmm. ballet is so specific mm-hmm. that you can be an amazing athlete but for ballet it really requires a specific type of coordination mm-hmm. and yes. yeah a skill set um, that's completely different it's a lot about particular sensations and like there definitely are people who aren't good athletes, but not necessarily good dancers, because mm. it's a very mental art form. Was that, a sh- that was a shot across your bow, Tony. Good athlete, but not a good dancer. I feel like
0: I'm a good dancer. <laughs> I, can, I can move.
1: Well, okay, so there's a difference Wait. between ballet dancer and dancer. If you put a bunch of ballet dancers in a club, they will look more awkward than everyone else, I guarantee you. <laughs> everyone will be like, who are those people in the corner? Like, like With their limbs just... around, like... Tony's
2: dance is more mainstream. It's very... I don't
1: dance,
0: I boogie. Yeah. (laughs) So... What does athleticism mean to you, Tony? uh, You know, it's funny. I was talking to Colette about this last night, and after a spirited debate, she admitted that baseball players are better athletes than soccer players. Yeah. And... Wow, that
2: must have been tough for her.
0: Well... It was. Yeah. You know, so but what? I feel like she, it, it was, I think it was probably a little cathartic yeah. for her. Mm-hmm. But it's, here's, what, here's what I think. I, I, I think of like, we were hunters and gatherers. And so our physicality, our athleticism had to do with the ability to get food, to oh. hunt and forage. So I kind of look and I say, well, who can do stuff like that? Mm-hmm. So when I look at CrossFit, for example, I think that there's a deficit there that like, you can be a great CrossFitter, but you can't throw a baseball. You can't swing a golf club. You, you can't hit a moving target. Yeah. So I think athleticism for me has a little bit more... It isn't just the ability... To, I think CrossFit says basically the ability to move power or energy from core to extremity is, mm-hmm. is fitness for sure, but I don't think it's athleticism. Right. So, I, you know, our dancers, athletes careful <laughs> he's, <smart. laughs> I know he's, flexible. he's looking right at you yeah <laughs> no i i think that yeah i mean i think they're very from what i've seen they they do things that you know other people can't do but i don't think that was the question but that was that's yeah. my answer okay you were going to say something maybe what's your what's your sense of an athlete Seth?
2: it's tough i think it's um pretty sports sport activity specific right so someone who's a great basketball player might not be a great football player you know or a great CrossFit athlete I think there is a lot of commonality that is easily transferable strength um, flexibility hand eye coordination that kind of stuff transfers over from sport to sport I think a, a lot of it is is a mindset too whether mental mental strength because a lot of people can move weight a lot of people can you know touch their toes or do a lot of that stuff but a lot of it is uh, to what I think is, is mental mental
1: I can can I um, add on to my definition a little bit yeah no so I, think, um, <laughs> um, I think at least for ballet a large part of it is there's a huge emphasis on being well rounded Yeah. so you can be really good in one area but you're not going to get hired or considered for company if you can't do every type of dance not specifically like jazz and hip hop but I mean more like the different qualities that dance requires as in moving really fast and moving really slow in the same level of control and I think that that really um, buys into athleticism for ballet right how do you develop that? Um, through class. So class... I don't... You guys probably don't know anything about Seth doesn't class. have any class. No. So ballet class is like meticulously formal Like it's just so formulaic. You start with the tiniest movement and that tiniest movement builds to the next bigger movement and everything adds in. So you start your class with the smallest movement of the feet and then it builds from there to bigger movement and you go through every quality of slow movement, fast movement with the feet, legs, and coordination with the arms. So it builds from the very first thing you do to the very end of class when you're doing huge jumps. And you go through so many different exercises of, so basically it's just practice. We How have long is a class? So talking practice. A minimum hour and a half. That's okay. kind of average. Um, a lot of places will have an hour and 45 minutes or two hour classes. Mm. And we have class every day, at least once a day. <laughs> no rest days. Usually one rest day a week. But huh. sometimes no rest days. Didn't you should... listen to the first podcast. Probably, Probably not. Yeah. What I'm
0: thinking about... Dancing has been around for... The kind of dance you're describing, how long has it been
1: around for? So ballet has been around since like the late 1600s, I believe. Okay. Play like yeah. in the sense of what it is now, maybe a hundred years tops. Every generation is like it's constantly miles evolve, ahead yeah. of the last generation.
0: So the next question is: It seems like in the last generation and part of part of that generation, but there's been a, a huge advance in understanding of fitness and movement and athleticism mm-hmm. and things like that. To your n- sense, has that translated or trickled into? dance?
1: Yeah, so, one thing that has really changed in the way that dancers train is there's so much more cross-training. I feel like, back in the day, I have so many teachers that said, I never worked out, like, I didn't go to the gym. Ballet class gives you everything you need. I don't know why you guys are going to the gym. But it's necessary now, because we're doing so much different repertoire. Hmm. So many different things that it's it's required. You have to cross-train, or you're not going to to talk to your companies
0: are, are, are if you talk to a hundred ballet dancers men and women and you kind of got a sense of their knowledge level of I don't know what dynamic stretching means what what the different the different cardiovascular systems are and how to train them things like that do they do you guys learn it at that level
1: um. It really depends on the school. I think that if you're a good school, you really should be teaching your kids about this. You know, we have seminars um, uh, on injury prevention, which usually covers the way that you should be stretching. Because a lot of dancers just... We could use that. Just get into... They come into class cold, you know, 10 minutes before, and they'll just flop right into their splits, sit there for five minutes in each split, and then be ready to go. And then... You know, five months That's later what they Tony a, does <laughs> they have a, a like a torn hip ligament, and they wonder why they have these injuries, you know. They're like, Oh, I'm so mobile and I don't like feel it in class, why do I have a torn labrum? And it's like, Well, because you're sitting in stretches without any type of real engagement or um, healthy warm up. Is it fair to say that they
0: that that your level of flexibility has virtually no application in day to day living? Yes. Is there any sense in which it, it is
1: applicable or helpful to you? Um, I mean, not really past the fact that it just, honest, to me, feels good to be mobile. If I don't stretch throughout the day, my joints feel stiff. I can feel, even though I can still sit down and be in my splits, if I am not stretching regularly, I get joint stiffness and discomfort. What about you, Tony? As
0: to whether it... Is it all necessary to my day-to-day life? The answer is no. Yeah. But like Sage, I would say that having the internal experience in my body of, of feeling a level of mobility mm-hmm. adds to my sense of well-being yeah. in the same way that having the uh, sense of my being strong and having the potentiality to you know lift something heavy right. it just feels I just feel much better in my body when I have a certain level of, yeah. of flexibility
2: so I I drive a lot for work right so I'm in the car all the time if I don't stretch like my hips mm-hmm. and my back at least every day I am just a mess yeah. so I have to like just cause I have a bad back and I'm sitting so much that my hip flexors just shrink up and I can definitely tell if I have it.
0: Well, it's interesting. I, I kind of asked the question of like, do you have do you do you have the need for the for the range of motion in your day to day life? And mm-hmm. your response actually is slightly different. Is it isn't yeah. about having the range of motion. It's about having the doing the flexibility, doing the stretching
1: work, so that you don't feel the pain. Yeah. So that is definitely and definitely, definitely applicable in everyday feeling the comfort of not having your muscles be tight. Sitting in the car, I feel the same thing with my hips because. Mm-hmm. I have some tendonitis and stuff, so I cannot be sitting in the car for a long time if I'm not stretching. Right. Um, but my extreme ranges of motion are completely unneeded during day to day life. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, other than, you know, party tricks. Right. <laughs> you I <know>? mean, yeah. <laughs> being able to just be like. Hey, Most importantly, hey, party tricks. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't, it's not needed, really.
0: Although, I suppose, you know, neither is, you know, My ability to read case law very closely and to argue delicate points of law, very specific things, isn't really needed in day to day life either.
1: I would also ask, you know, I don't know what you guys actually press over your heads, but is that actually applicable in day to day life in any way? No, exactly. You know, but if there was an emergency
2: situation, (laughs) we might be able to do something,
0: (laughs) right? Well, it's true.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I was gonna say, my ability to be an incredibly, incredibly average social worker <laughs> is not <laughs> applicable to really anything <laughs> I do in life. No.
0: So what's next? You're gonna go to Washington Ballet, and what does that look like for you? I have left Washington. Excuse Ballet. me. You left Atlanta to Atlanta Ballet. Atlanta. did to... you you missed the whole intro? <laughs> yeah. It's just like class. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I am going to Atlanta Ballet. Um, I start on the 25th. They have a summer, what they call a summer intensive, Mm -hmm. um, which is not affiliated with the company. Um, So I will be there for four weeks doing that um, before my contract starts. Um, And then once that is over, I start my contract on August 1st, and that will be working with the company. And we usually have performances roughly every six to eight weeks. Um, The only run that is longer than that is Nutcracker, which generally runs for the whole length of December. Um, I think that Atlanta Ballet has roughly 20 performances. Washington Ballet had 38 performances. Oh my god. Which was insane. I'll crack your nuts. Yeah.
2: (laughs) 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 Um, Have you spent any time in Atlanta? I have not. So... Completely Seth restricted. isn't allowed back in Atlanta. I'm right? not allowed. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I went once. Wow. <laughs> we went a couple uh, months ago, and it's awesome. Nice. Yeah, really I'm like really it. excited. Yeah.
0: Uh, any last sort of, sort of thoughts about um, you know if somebody's a CrossFitter and doesn't really know much about flexibility or mobility, and they're coming into class. Anything you would suggest that you just think is like the thing to do for overall flexibility? He's asking for
2: a friend.
1: I think it's really important to make sure that your hamstrings are loose. Um, They really connect everything and can really help with um, back problems. I feel like watching people in CrossFit kind of scares me. I feel like their back is just gonna, they're just gonna like slip their sacrum or something. I mean, I know you guys do a lot to protect the lower back, but. No, not really. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe not. (laughs) But I think it's really important to make sure that you great guys right now <laughs> yeah. have loose hamstrings because okay. that really connects everything in your hips and low back. Is there is there one or two? Exor- are there one or two exercises that you would suggest? Um, for stretches? I mean, the basic, the best thing for hamstrings is um, you know just sitting on the floor with your knees out sometimes, or with your legs out in front of you. I sometimes put my feet up on something because then it's easier to get the length in behind your knees even if you're not going all the way forward, it's just easier to keep your knees straight. I'm sorry, so
0: you're sitting on your butt with your legs straight out in front of you, and then you raise your your feet actually up onto something? Yeah,
1: usually just something small, like if you have a back roller, I use that often, just like a foam roller, to just put under your feet so you can get more legs behind your knees. And just stretching forward, you can bend and stretch your knees. Um, I think it's really important to just make sure that you engage your muscles while you're stretching, so just uh, Bend and stretch the knees slightly as you go forward. Keep breathing into it. Uh, point and flex your feet. Um, well, it's so, hard to explain on a podcast. <laughs>
2: so,
1: I was
0: going to yeah. say, but because when you say you know engage, like you don't mean like just tighten your
1: no, tighten I your just legs mean like, like like you just straighten and flex and push through your heels. Oh, push well, through like, your heels. Yeah, you just <sighs> bend your legs and push through your heels. Push. Forward. Okay.
2: So, I was more under the impression that the more muscle I put on, the less likely I am to get injured because I have more protection.
1: Yeah. So, yes and no. Because like, you sure you have more stability for your joints. So, you're, you're much less likely to just dislocate your knee than I am because I'm hypermobile. Mm-hmm. But, see, you, you're gonna, you could very easily end up with really severe tendonitis from being too tight. Could or currently have. <laughs> one or the Either other. one. See, exactly. So, um, well, this is going to be our last... different types of yeah. injuries.
0: This will be our last podcast because Seth has decided to join the Atlanta Ballet yes, for, health, for health reasons. Yeah, exactly. It's better for me. And I would love to
2: retire at 35. <laughs> you're almost there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think you're going to have fun in Atlanta. Atlanta's a really cool yeah, town. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's... Um, I do have a couple of questions if, uh, I don't know, do you guys want to keep going? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I have some, uh, just, I'm going to ask you four questions and this is going to tell us all a lot about who both of you are. Oh, wow. Okay. Favorite animal, Tony? The tiger. Tiger. Mm-hmm. Sage, favorite? I like snow leopard. Snow leopard. Okay. Yeah. If you had to choose, one or the other, spaghetti or lasagna? Lasagna. See? Quick answer. Lasagna. Okay. New socks or new underwear? New socks. New underwear. Okay, that's the wrong answer. (laughs) A one hundred one one hundred dollar bill or one hundred one dollar bills? Give me the hundred.
1: I don't know, I'm a broke ballet dancer, so (laughs) that's fine, you know. The
2: hundred is with the one with the two zeros at the end, yeah. (laughs) That was it. That was all I had. Alright. But I think that's pretty telling.
0: Well, yeah, we could go back over it So why What's the difference between Underwear and Like new underwear and new socks Have you ever put a pair of new socks on? Heaven Unbelievable Amazing Unbelievable I was just thinking about Like where Like I don't want to Like put dirty underwear back on I'd rather If I had to put dirty underwear on Or dirty socks I'd put on dirty socks I believe that
1: wasn't the other option Would you rather be gifted A new pair of underwear Or gifted a new pair of socks Like right out of the package Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah I used to have socks. My buddy used to get socks from Amherst. He used to steal them from Amherst College and we used to call them four socks because they were just so comfortable. Yeah, that's what you need. (laughs) Alright. Well, Sage, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for for coming coming
1: on. Thank you for having me. Alright,
0: until next time, uh, Seth and Tony signing off.